The MyMac Podcast is sponsored by Otherworld Computing. Visit them at MacSales.com or call them at 1-800-275-4576. You're listening to another great podcast in the Stoplight Network. MyMac Podcast 495. Why buy when you can rent? You're listening to the G-Men on the MyMag.com podcast. And welcome, everyone, <laughs> to the MyMag. I'm going to keep going. I don't care. Welcome, everyone, to the MyMac.com podcast. We seem to have some some technical difficulties getting started today. Um, actually, I don't know if it's so much technical. <laughs> human. <laughs> human. Human problems, of course. Yeah. Yeah. We are talking about the MyMac.com podcast with Guy and Gaz, so human problems are a weekly occurrence. Yeah. You just you just can't put them away. <laughs> Even no matter no matter how much you would like to. The G Men on the MyMac.com <laughs> podcast. How are you doing tonight, Gaz? Uh very well, thank you, Guy. Very well indeed. Uh was hoping to have two rugby matches this weekend. However, the Saturday big game that I had going was called off because oh. of the wet weather, unfortunately. Mm. And today's game was moved to the away team pitch because the home team's pitch was uh, unplayable, apparently. So uh, I went down there. But at least I did get a runabout, and uh, that was good. And we had a bit of uh, fisticuffs in the game, so that's I always enjoy a bit of fisticuffs, a bit of under-17-year-old testosterone flowing out onto the pitch. Yes! Along with, along with it other just, bodily fluids. It just means I have to blow my whistle really loudly and really long. And I That's can, right. That'll show him. Yeah, no fighting or Gaz will blow I'll his get, whistle. I'll have to get my whistle and blow it on this podcast sometime. It will deafen everybody. But, yeah. <laughs> well, that might be a good thing. That might be, yes. Depending yeah. on the show. Anyway, how are you? I'm doing okay. Uh, I, had, I, I didn't put this in the show notes, though I did talk about it uh, on Twitter. Um, there was, I don't know if you've ever, have you ever heard of pink five pink five? Yeah. Oh, it was a star pink Wars five. parody, but no. Oh, okay. Uh, it, it was basically a star Wars parody where, um, along with all the other pilots and, and Luke Skywalker and, and all of them, uh, there was this one like Valley girl, X-wing fighter. Mm-hmm. And so, and the guys that put this together didn't use any of the Star Wars footage. They, you know, they put together the graphic shots of X-Wings flying through space and all the rest of this all, you know, all on their own. And so you've got that opening scene where as they're coming up on, on the Death Star, they're like, you know, Blue 5 standing by, Red 5 standing by and all that. And then you yep. see this one X-Wing come up that's just like kind of waving a little bit. It's just like, Pink 5, like standing by or whatever, you know, and it's it's... It's basically the whole first part of it is her having a conversation with the R2 unit that's, that's in her, um, you know, in the back of her X-Wing. Yeah. And <laughs> she's apparently also dating Han Solo because she convinces Han Solo to go help Luke so that the whole thing will be over with so that she can meet him later. And if you get a chance, just, just look for it like on YouTube or something like that. It's really, really funny. But anyway. Pink, pink. Pink5.com, I think it is, is it? Yeah, yeah, pink5.com. Um, yeah. Though they don't have most of the videos there. Uh, there's right. a couple of them that are on YouTube. But anyway, so I, I had gotten together all of the existing that I've been able to find uh, Pink5 videos because there's like four or five of them that all kind of string out along the original trilogy from Star Wars. And I wanted to kind of put them all together so I could have it in iTunes and watch the whole thing through instead of, you know, going to each one individually. Yeah. So I fired up the, uh, the video, my video editor of choice that I like, which is, uh, Adobe, uh, premier elements <clears throat> 11 yep. that I'd gotten yep. off the Mac app store and it launched and it launched and it launched and never Uh-oh. did anything. And finally Uh-oh. I, I had to force quit it because it had just stopped responding. It was like, what the, I, ah, stupid. So I, I started looking into it and apparently 
this is a common problem for anyone who bought uh, Adobe Premiere Elements 11 on the Mac App Store and then upgraded to Mavericks because ah. there's a lot of people saying this. So I figured, okay, well, then they, they probably have the latest version on the Mac App Store. So I go to the Mac App Store and it's no longer there. It's been removed. Uh, I yeah. don't know if Apple removed it. I don't know if <clears throat> Adobe removed it. They're playing the whole he said, she said nonsense. Mm-hmm. And essentially I'm out, you know, I think it was it was over $70 for the software on the Mac App Store. Wowza. Yeah. And it, it, it just doesn't work. I cannot get it to load. I ended up going back to uh, Premiere Elements 10, which I had purchased at, you know, a uh, a, a local place that had an actual disc for it and stuff. And that was, I was able to get to work with Mavericks, but premier elements 11 doesn't work. And I, I tried contacting, um, you know, I did like a live chat with Adobe on it and all the woman kept asking me was, well, can you give me your serial number? I said, look, I bought this on the Mac app store. They don't give serial numbers for software on the Mac app store. They assume that you're going to update your software through the Mac Mac app store. Store. And if it's not there, I can't update it. If it's not there, I can't even re download it. So tell me what it is I'm supposed to do. Oh, well this is, this was Apple's doing. It's like, ah, you know, I have, I have purchased your software regardless of where I got it from. Yeah, absolutely. And you're telling me that I'm SOL. And for people who don't know what SOL is, look it up. The, um, you know, I mean, but the, the whole point was you put software or you, you submitted software to Apple to sell through their store and you got a number of people to buy it through the Mac app store. And now you're telling me that uh, not even a, a year later, you're no longer going to support those people or that you didn't know about the changes that were coming in Mavericks when, you know, a, a, a good section of the people that buy your software are Mac users. You didn't know this anyway, which kind of led to the whole topic that we're, that we're doing tonight. I figured, you know, in for a penny in for a pound, if I can slam Adobe about this, I can slam them about other things too. <laughs> so, uh, but anyway, getting, getting past all that, uh, there was a big snowstorm that it basically crippled, uh, a, a big portion of the Southeast part of the United States has made its way up to the, to the DC area. And we got about five to eight inches, which was enough to, uh, you know, shut down the schools for the day. It gave me a day off. Uh, but that basically meant I spent most of it outside shoveling snow, <laughs> Now, uh, fortunately, a neighbor has a snowblower, so I'm trying to get it back to tech here, and he was kind enough to use it not just for my driveway, but for a lot of people's driveways and the common sidewalk that goes through our whole development. And, you know, watching him out there just pushing that, it was kind of like, you know what, I got to give this guy something. So I got him a, uh, a 12 back, a twelve pack of uh, Sam Adams uh, lager to say thanks. Cool. Yeah. Hey, you're, a, you're a nice guy. I am. Well, I'm, I haven't actually put this in the show notes, but on Saturday morning, uh, I woke up to find several ridge tiles from our main roof above the house had been blown off and they are wow. not light. These ridge tiles we've got are big and heavy and obviously are supposed to be cemented in. Um, but the wind that we had Friday night was pretty bad and they we've got an extension at the back of the house with a further roof, obviously, and it had come down and smashed several of those tiles as well. So, yeah, the uh, the weather over here, although we are not wet where we are, although it has been raining rather a lot, um, yeah, we were affected, or I was certainly affected by the wind that we've had. But uh, and I'm going to actually correct myself. Last week I kept going on about the Somerset Downs. Yeah. I should have said the Somerset Levels. And um, yeah, sorry to everybody living there and. You know, it's okay. I, yes. They don't have power, so they can't listen <clears throat> to the podcast. That's good. All right. That's, yeah. Yeah, but they, might do, they might do in the future. Yep. Dodge that bullet. Well, do you remember my moaning last week about my ISP, Virgin oh, Media? Yeah. <clears throat> well, and also contrary to David's experience uh, over on uh, – well, I'll mention that later. Um, so far, for me, they've come through. They've given me a credit um, because of the speed issues I've been having. 
But apparently it's been going on since last October. And although I have noticed some issues from probably end of November, December time, you know, I hadn't realized it had been going on since October. And they've given me a credit against half of my bill for the broadband cost for that full period. Wow, really? So they're giving me a credit against my account for that period. And they've also sent through a new super hub, which apparently, um, you know, I was actually waiting for that around Christmas time, but that now suddenly appeared uh, and I've now installed that. And so far, things at the busy point in the evening are looking much better. Now, you say so, a super hub. Is that like a, a it's router? Just, it's just a router. It's just a Netgear router, which is is branded Virgin, and they use it, obviously, to, to put in people's houses. So, you know, so that their engineers have got the same um, modem because uh, I've basically put it into modem-only um, mode. I didn't particularly want to put it into um, router mode because I've got my Airport Express and um, – sorry, my Airport Extreme – um, which you know is the point of contact for my for me as far as I'm concerned. So I feel that, I've got yeah, a, that's I've, what that's what everything in the house connects to. Is the yeah, so extreme. I've got the basically their modem, which then just connects to my my airport extreme, and then everything connects to that. And yeah, I, I you know I do the same thing. I have yeah. I have an older. I think it's the um, it was the first airport extreme that did eight hundred two eleven n. So we're talking probably four or five years old. Yeah, this has got dual band on it, so I put out um, two signals: a two point four and a five gig, uh, a five megahertz, five gigahertz. Sorry, two point four gigahertz and, and five gigahertz signal. What for, for both N and and the others? E, no, actually, I still put N uh, a combined speed on the N um, because it was too particular, I th- and I don't think then my phone, which can go to, uh, and let's get this right. Um, I don't think the iPhone 5 can do 5 gigahertz. No, I think they're all 2.4. 2.4. Anyway, anyway, I've split the signal and uh, it's working. But I think soon enough I'll probably just go to one of the speeds. And, it'll, you know, I, I, I've got a uh, another – I use the time capsule, which I've got, uh, as like a, an extension, an extender from that. So that's wired to the – the time capsule and i use that as an extender in another part of the house so i pump i pump out some wireless signals i must admit but i have <laughs> to because a different apple gear. The, the, the thing is though guy um i have to because if ever i turn the wi-fi signal on and you know, on my mac mini and, and just have a look at all the signals that are around normally i can count anywhere between 12 and 18 wi-fi signals wow so and are they all on different channels or are they all well, stuck on it, like 11 well, and 3? No, well, when you've got between 12 and 18, it doesn't really matter, does it? Some of them are going to be cross, cross-matching on the channels. They yeah. can't all be on different channels. Anyway, that's, that's by the by. But I've got to say to Virgin, they have come through. And they've also said that they um, the issues with the speed they've been having, um, they have been working on some infrastructure, but they're having to go through some council uh, legalities to get this new piece of equipment in place uh, that has been causing some of the issues. But that's going to be fixed within the next couple of weeks. And then I should see my speeds increase uh, from 120 up to 150 down and from currently 10 to 12 up. Um, I did say to them, well, I'd be perfectly happy with 80 down and <laughs> 20 or 30 up, you know, yeah. consistent. But, you know, yeah, and also consistency, consistently uh, that speed as well. But no, so that's happening. So I'm um, contrary to David, which I'll mention in a minute, um, I am quite happy with my ISP uh, provider at this point in time after having a little rant about them. Also, my Eneloops batteries are going really well. Um, the m- Magic Mouse is still actually at 100%, and I put the batteries in last week. Uh, the trap pad batteries, they actually went in and they were only at 84, so they weren't um, they weren't full charge, and they've, they've dropped down to 74, because I think that gets used uh, on and off uh, quite a lot um, by, by my daughter. So uh, they seem to be dropping off a little bit more on that one. But yes, so the inner loops that I mentioned last week are going well. Yeah, I actually, um, for the most part, I've got this this Logitech trackball that I use. Yeah, I, yeah. I can't remember what the name of it is now. They don't. They have. They still kind of sell it, but they don't sell the wired USB version anymore. It's it's just the Bluetooth version, right. which I didn't really want. 
Um, now, of course, I've got the uh, the uh, Apple wireless keyboard, and I've got the the trackpad. But it'd been so long since I used the trackpad that um, I I'd actually I was looking trying to look at a picture. And I was like, oh, well, let me just blow that up a little bit. So I put my fingers on the trackpad and ex- extended my fingers out and nothing happened. It was like, well, wait a second. What's going on here? So I tried to do something. Nothing was working. It was like, oh, man. So I went over to the, the Bluetooth controls and system preferences and it wasn't even seeing it. So I was like, ah, the batteries are dead. I can't even remember yeah. when I put batteries in that thing the last time, which you know gives you cool. an idea of how long it's been since I've used it. Ah. Right, yes. But it's, it's back and, the problem with, and the problem with that, of course, is if you leave them in too long, sometimes the batteries leak. So you have to be a bit careful. Yeah. If yeah not then, got, then you end you up getting, having to get a new trackpad. Yes, because it completely buggers the insides up. Yep. Um, that's a technical term, by the way. Um, right, let's whip over to the MyMac.com uh, recent articles. There is a plethora. Oh, my God. We are going to spend we, hours. On this. I'm sorry, folks. We, we've got to apologize. But, you know, we always do this, so we can't get away from it. So, uh, <laughs> Tech Fan Podcast number... That's odd. We normally do the Tech Fan Podcast at the end of the articles, yeah, don't we? Sure. Okay. I wonder what Te- that means. I wonder what that means. Tech Fan Podcast number 150, House of Cards. Tim and David discuss Time Warner Cable being potentially purchased by Comcast, rudeness of content owners over their own creation, Apple overtaking Microsoft. Oh, PCs. can I interrupt for just a second? P, 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 Thank, P, 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 talking P, about P, rudeness P. of content owners over their own P. creation. Thank mm-hmm. God Tim is not like that. Yes. Or we would not be here on this podcast right now. No, we'd be in prison. Um, <laughs> Apple overtaking Microsoft in PC sales. Such ID not working correctly on an iPhone 5S. Well, perhaps they should listen to my tip from the other week. Um, from last week. Yes, yes, if he listens, he might help. Anyway, House of Cards, yes, we've watched a couple of those already, and much more. David also mentioned that he's moved away from his ISP provider and onto another one, which was previously Virgin, onto BT. But even with BT, I think he was having one or two issues. So, David, um, they're doing quite well for me, actually. <laughs> and and that's the end of the well no there's a few more it's not Susie you say it's Kelly. Susie you say Jolly Jay I say Jolly Jack you big young tank cool. you mist of dying gas okay that's it that's all of them that's all of them okay. um, if you would like to write and please please write for the mymac.com pod or mymac.com website we need, we need more writers there obviously uh, contact John Nemo at Nemo at MyMac.com. Send him a sample of your stuff. And uh, let's get you writing for the mighty MyMac website. Mighty. Oh, oh mighty MyMac website. And I, uh, real, real quick, uh, uh, want to quickly talk about our, uh, our current sponsor, which is Otherworld Computing. They have just are they, released. Are they, are they sponsoring you to to go to MacWorld, guys? Yes, by God, they Fantastic. are. Fantastic, they're they, brilliant people. I love, I love the O W. Not not O W C, but the O W C. Yeah, superb. And they have officially released the Thunder Bay Thunder Thunder Bay for enclosure. You can get it and add your own drives, or order it with up to sixteen. Now that's sixteen terabytes of storage. And they have both sixteen terabytes. 16, I don't that's know what just, I would do with sixteen that's terabytes. Just offensive, isn't it? Really? That's crazy. It's crazy <laughs> big. Uh, they also have spinning and SSD solutions. You can get one of these with four terabytes of SSD storage. <laughs> I just think about that for a second. Four terabytes of SSD storage, and uh, these drives, of course, also allow you to. Uh, pass through your Thunderbolt connection so that the one Thunderbolt port on your Mac isn't restricted to just this device. But this is this is some amazing stuff. And if you are in the need for a lot of storage, this would be a fantastic solution. And there will be a link to this product uh, in the show notes for the MyMac.com podcast. But if you can, please, please, please visit OWC at MacSales.com or call them. At 1-800-275-4576, you can call them 24-7. There is always someone there. 
Excellent. Um, right now, Google Plus. Google, yes, yeah. You go first. Okay. Uh, John Chapman asked about the uh, the Art Duel pre that that uh, I was. Ooh, sorry about that, that. I was talking about last week. But if you want one, you better get it soon, John, because apparently it's discontinued. <laughs> I actually found that out on the show, didn't I? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, we learn that Mark Shepard likes Star Trek and the Three Stooges if at only, the same time. I was going to say, if only we could combine them in some way. <laughs> Captain, there's a Klingon coming. No, a wise guy, eh? <laughs> I'm just picturing William Shatner talking like Curly, and it just bothers me so much. Uh, uh, Eric Stone goes to the hospital. For, that's not funny. He goes to the hospital for ankle surgery. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, regardless of our laughter, Eric, we hope that you are you are doing well. And, no, I'm, not, uh, I'm not laughing at you, Eric. I'm laughing with you. Ah, okay. I'm not sure that's better, to be honest with you. <laughs> Mike, Michael Cassell thinks that Guy can never shut up. <laughs> yeah, you want to be on the end of this podcast. <laughs> And that has to do. He he actually did this really cool image over in Google Plus, of <laughs> he basically took this like picture I've used like forever from back when I had a ponytail, and did like a a Monty Python effect on it where the jaw just keeps going up and down. <laughs> it's it was great. Funny. It was funny. Uh, Eric Diaz shares a beautiful picture from Puerto Rico. And lastly, Guy combines writing, bad snowy weather. And coffee to create what he thinks is a funny commercial. Yeah, what I thought was a funny commercial. I did say what he thinks. <laughs> I actually sent that to um, to Keurig. To who? To that's the the name of the the company. Oh yeah, that yeah, makes yeah, yeah, Like the K cup yeah. type, you know, coffee things. Yeah, yeah. yeah It'd yeah, be great. Yeah, It'd be yeah, nice yeah. to have them for a sponsor. I figured, you know, I mean, you know, OWC. This is a tech show. OWC fits in so well, but I'm willing to bet that nearly everyone who listens to this podcast drinks a lot of coffee. Especially when they're listening to this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we got some feedback from email. Way! Yay! Gary Apter insists that when I go to the Macworld Expo, that I wear a hat with the word press <laughs> stuck on a card in the brim, like the old uh, Clark Kent. A trilby. Like a Clark Kent yeah, a trilby. Is yeah. it a trilby? Is it a trilby? I'm thinking I think of? so. I think so. I I don't know if I have a hat. Whoa, you're starting to starting to sile on there. Ooh. Oh, you're well, back. I'm back. And I think that's that's it. Ah, oh, right. Okay. So, would you like me to take us out? Oh, please do. Everybody. Oh, stand by to stand <laughs> by because we'll be right back. <laughs> Lisa Pasali. I'm Suze Gilbert. I'm Vicki Stokes. And we're the three geeky ladies. You could be watching Hoarders. Or you could be reading Fifty Shades of Grey. You could be ghost hunting. Or you could be listening to the three geeky ladies. So put down that book, shut off the TV, and turn on your iPod. And listen to the three geeky ladies. Find us on iTunes under the Stoplight Network. G-Men, better than you realize, but then they'd almost have to be. Hi everyone and welcome back to the MyMac podcast. This is the second section of a three-section show which appears in your podcast uh, downloader of choice or podcast catcher of choice on a weekly basis. My name is Gaz and I have a co-host over in the U.S. <laughs> named Guy. We call ourselves locally the G-Men. And they what? don't know that? They don't know that already? 
Well, you said bring us in, so bring oh. us in. Okay. Say, what do you want? I mean, uh, come on, guy. I, I guess I should have been more specific. specific. <laughs> you should have been. I should have just said, yeah, why don't you start this segment? Uh, I'd have just said hi. Yeah. Hi. Well, yeah. Welcome yeah. back. All right. It's Guy. It's Gaz. Whatever. Yeah, whatever. Whatever. Come anyway, on. what about this next section that you're, you, you've put in there? I, I, you know, it's a looking like a cracking subject. <laughs> yeah, well, let's go with that. Uh, basically, the whole thing that happened with me and Adobe uh, made me th- think for a second, actually longer than a second, that part of the reason – It's a novelty. Why – shh, quiet so, you. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Why uh, – Possibly they they don't let you know the, the the purchased versions of software work as well is because they're trying to push everyone to this rental or they, they don't call it that what do they call it um, uh, subscription you model up. you told me to shut up so <laughs> the subscription model and uh, but it's really it, what it is it's you're you're renting the software on a, either a monthly or a yearly basis. And maybe for large companies that you're that might borrowing be a good idea. the software at a price. Well, you could say that as well. If you buy, <laughs> if if you buy the software outright and you get a disc with it, or even if you download it, um, and you're not paying a monthly fee for it, according to the EULA, you don't yeah, really own the software. Yeah, you're still actually only borrowing it, aren't you? You've just yeah. paid a single price for it. Anyway, anyway, that's semantics. Let's. Yeah, let's, it, is. it I'm, is. I'm disturbing what you're saying. Well, for, I mean, and for the for this for the sake of the argument, let's just say it. This is the difference between a subscription service and buying the software. Yeah. Uh, now, for the companies involved, it certainly could <laughs> be uh, a better deal than the whole feast or famine cycle between product releases. Where you get a you get a big amount of cash when you first release the product, and a gradual trickle down until the you know the, the next product cycle, yep. and it, it 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 can give companies a, a more even flow of income over the life cycle of that product. Agreed. And probably nowadays the two biggest proponents of software rental, uh, and I think they also prefer to call some of it uh, they prefer to call cloud services, uh, are Microsoft and Adobe. And Microsoft actually posted an article by uh, Heather Clancy on their website, and it was called "Top Three Reasons to Rent Software." And I'll put I'll put a link in to the show notes to this article. Um, the The first reason was the the pay as you go model. Uh, with rental software, you can add or subtract users monthly, reducing in theory the average expense per employee for software. And uh, they used uh, this guy that owns a spa as an example. And he was claiming that it was costing, and I don't get this, costing him $300 a month per employee to use purchase software for a database that tracked customers and did scheduling and billing and all that. Uh, the rented software available through an internet connection. So, you know, he, he's not actually storing his data locally. It's, it's all going up to whoever is providing, and I'm guessing it was Microsoft, uh, this, this software that he was using for his business. And it was only costing him $99 a month per employee. Now, if his needs don't grow beyond the software that he's using right now, how is that saving him any money? Uh, there are many businesses that are still using, God forbid, and I'm unfortunately one of them, they're still using Windows XP and older versions of Microsoft Office as well as older versions of Adobe products because there isn't a lot of incentive to move to the newer version if what they're using right now works as they want to. Okay, now I totally agree with that statement, Guy. The only problem is is security, of course. You what you mean by having all of his information on? No, no, no. The computer? older, yeah, on older software. You know, Windows XP is oh, coming out right. of 
is coming out of uh, what do they call it? Uh, end of life. It's coming at end of life when they, you know, well, they wanted to do that it. last year, but that's a whole different. That's a yeah, whole but different I think it's. I, yeah, but I think it's coming out of you know end of life. So uh, let's let's take away. Yeah, I think that at the end of March is. Yeah, so let's take away that you know the XP bit. Let's say they're they've moved on to another operating system, which is still being serviced. But the Microsoft Office version they have perhaps isn't. If there are any vulnerabilities in that older software, and over time people find the vulnerabilities, if it's not getting service packs to update it, you know that's the initiative to update. But the problem is, he's being forced to update because of the badly written, insecure software that was written initially, not because it's giving him something better or he needs something better. So I, you know, I see where you're coming from on that, but, uh, you know, from a security point of view, it would be inadvisable to continue down that path. Well, that's true. Um, As an example. But I guess a lot of it depends on the, the monthly fee for subscribing to, uh, whoever's software as compared to, uh, when they allowed you to buy it outright. And chances are, I mean, even let's say it's, and in this case, it's a, it's a database project or a database uh, software. So he buys this database software and gets a copy for each one of his employees. And it does exactly what it is that he needs it to do. And he, so he's able to use it for two or three years on the same operating system because, I mean, even Microsoft doesn't, doesn't abandon uh, I mean, XP has been around since 2001. So, you know, he's still getting those updates. The, I guess that the big difference is any updates that have to be done to the software he has to do as compared mm. to the subscription service where the, where the next time you log into that software, you get whatever the latest version is. You don't have to worry about the updates. Now, there's also the downside to having automatic updates, of course which is that if an update breaks something in a process which you use, unless you can easily backtrack and get the previous update version, then that could cause you a lot of pain because a lot of businesses like to obviously go through their testing before they update um, all of their machines. Now, I'm sure a bigger company would actually have that process in place that they wouldn't automatically update all of their software uh, software straight away. They'd go At through the, the checking. Time, right. But I'm I'm sure that smaller smaller companies probably would just have the button that says update. You know, pull it down, and it could affect them as well. Okay, uh, the second point was that usage can grow <clears throat> with your business. However, the question remains, can it also decrease if the number of employees does? Now, some companies offer pricing incentives to go to a yearly model. Both Microsoft and Adobe do this where it's like, okay, well, it's, uh, let's say, $35 a month for this program. But if you sign up and say you will continue to update it for a year, it's only going to be $30 a month or $25 a month. And you save $10 a month. Well, that's great as long as you're using every single one of those copies that you have now signed on the dotted line for. Um, those cost savings can be negated if there's a sudden downshift as in the number of employees uh, that need that software that you still have to pay each month for. Mm. Good point. You've thought this through, haven't you? I have. I have thought this through. <laughs> uh, the, th- <laughs> the third one <laughs> – and this is the one that, that really blew my mind. No need for in-house tech help. Really? Really? <laughs> yeah. You're running a business and you have computers in that business and uh, they need to be up and running all the time and you don't have anyone there that's dedicated to help you keep those computers up and running that – magically this software that you're paying a subscription for will automatically make sure that all of your computers run the way that they're supposed to, you know, having software that automatically updates itself doesn't negate the need for in-house information technology. Well, well to be devil's advocate here. Okay. What I tend to find is that there are problems that you get with the computing generally hardware, 
rather than the software. Because nearly every company I've been in, if there's been a problem with the software or a piece of software, guess what they do? Turn it on, turn it off again. Or well, that, that as well, or reinstall the package of the software that you need to actually fix. Oh, and in this case, that would negate having to do that. Well, it, well, no. We just kill the connection but, and restart. The yeah, program. you could. Yes, precisely. They'd have some process of just saying, you know, kill and restart it, and it, you know, redo it. So, um, generally, the techs that I've spoken to tend not to go fiddling within the back end of the computer to fix it. They tend to say, right, let's get rid of that piece of software and reinstall it. And the only reason that I couldn't do that is because they block my administration rights so they have you have to have an administrator to right. actually install software on your machine so um to a certain They've degree that. yeah it's normally the hardware itself where you actually need tech help because they you know they need to do something but so i can kind of see that to be you know a devil's advocate to be honest with you okay but what it doesn't provide is the training needed for new people coming in or training for newer versions of the subscription-based software that may or may not work like it did in the previous version. Well, again, can I be a devil's advocate on that one? Sure. Um, most of the companies that I've been to point me to training software online rather than have somebody – or, to be honest with you, I've been – the guru that helps yeah. others find out how to you know get something up and running and, and working. It's not that we have tech help that helps you come to grips or terms with the software. They have a training um, you know regime which you then have to attend, or you have to go online and learn it yourself. So again, I'm not so sure that that's a, a major hurdle. Yeah, I, I go through that where I work too, which should really, really scare people that I'm <laughs> the one that's considered the expert. <laughs> well, so, it, but, you know, it honestly, me to think that I'm deemed to be an expert. <laughs> when, when you come right down to it, uh, it depends on so many different factors. And I think that the fact that Adobe does not also offer this same software as a uh, direct, you know, purchased download is going to come back and, and, and bite them before, you know, too much time goes by. I just think that, that most people, if they buy Photoshop or they buy uh premiere or they buy, you know, whatever Adobe or Microsoft or, or whatever company, uh, when they buy their products, they're not looking to get, the next version each and every time it comes out. No. They most no. people, especially home users, they want to get software, learn how to use it, and then they're usually pretty happy with it as long as it does what it is that they want it to do. Yeah. They don't necessarily yeah. want to go to the next version because it's going to add layers of of difficulty beyond what they're already used to from from what they're already using. Yeah, wouldn't disagree with that. Wouldn't so at all. we would love to hear what you, what you guys think about the subscription service as far as uh, software delivery goes. And, and you can let us know what that is can, in I, all can the I, usual ways. Yeah, go ahead. Can I, can I jump in actually? The, sure. It all depends if they offer you other services as well on the back end of that subscription service to make it, you know, feel like you're not just buying that software, but you're getting extra bits as well, such as, you know, online storage space or the capability to be able to easily interact with other users and jointly, you know, just do extra bits within the, the process. So, yeah. that, you know, if they're, if they're giving you those those extra items as a business, though, I t totally agree with you. You've got to weigh up whether those extra pieces of functionality are of use to your organization and, and, and worthy to you. And you know, and just to be fair, we should probably mention that Apple does the same thing in a certain way. Uh, in a certain way, yes; in a certain way, no. If you look at what they're doing, well, with with pages and numbers and and you know the whole uh, iWork suite, they're no longer charging you for it. However, most of the stuff that you're going to use these for 
for the most part, are going to live in the cloud. And where they kind of want you to go is to buy more storage space from Apple so that you have more room for your, and not just for like pages documents and numbers documents, uh, but for uh, photographs and for the TV shows and movies and all the rest of that. And, and they kind of work it out to where it's a, re- it's a reasonably good deal. But I, I didn't want to get all the way through this section and pretend that, you know, Apple isn't also kind of dipping their toes into this water. Yeah. Good and point. I think that's it. Ah, I so, enjoyed that. I enjoyed that. Yeah. And well, sometimes I come up with a real winner. Yeah. Yeah. And that sometimes. wasn't it. That was not it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, so everyone. As, as Guy was saying, before he, he signs us out, as Guy was saying, if you've got any thoughts, either go to Google Plus or contact us, and I'm sure we'll be letting you know how to contact us at yep. the end of the show. Yeah, you can contact us in so many different ways except Facebook. Well. <laughs> no, okay. just move on. Leave it there. Come on. <laughs> don't get all anti-Facebook. I'm not anti-Facebook, those bastards. Everyone. <laughs> Stand by to stand by. And yeah, we'll see you right back. Need a hard drive? Otherworld Computing at MaxSales.com. How about a hard drive enclosure? Otherworld Computing at MacSales.com. Optical drives, memory, Mac and iOS accessories. Otherworld Computing at MacSales.com. Fantastic support, video how-tos. Otherworld Computing at MacSales.com. Think it's difficult to find the right components that will work with your Mac? OWC makes it easy to get just what you need. And you can rest easy knowing it will be exactly what works with your computer. Still unsure? Give them a call 24 hours a day, 7 days a week at 1-800-275-4576 and talk to their sales associates or support staff and see for yourself. That's 1-800-275-4576 or online to otherworldcomputing at maxsales.com. Like an 80-year-old man jogging on a nudist beach. The G-Men on the MyMac.com podcast. And welcome, everyone, back to the last section of the MyMac podcast, number 495. Hello. 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 And on that note, I think I'm uh, nodding my head. Oh, crap. Hit him. There we go. Gases tips. Mostly. Gases tips. Mostly. Gases tips. It's time for Gases tip. There's really something wrong with me. You think? I think. Um, I think there is. Right. I know you remember Dashboard Guy. I do. There is an often forgotten tip, which is that you can make your own widgets by clipping them from web pages. Okay. Okay. Big deal. I hear you say. Go on. Say it. Big deal. Yeah. Big deal. But the, but the cool thing is <laughs> that the web page remains live. What's even cooler is that you can take a selected part of a site, and that becomes really useful if you want to, say, take a sports score area. Because very often you go to websites and they've got like the, the, a tick over with the, yeah. the score of a, a game that's going on or several several games. So what you can do is obviously take a clip from just that scoreboard and put it in your dashboard. So, go on, say it. So How How do I do that? (laughs) (laughs) I didn't want to shout too loud. Firstly, navigate to the Wait, here's a whole bunch of other people. (laughs) Yeah, they want to know about this too. Okay, so firstly, what you do is you navigate to the page that you want to take a clip from. But it it does have to be in Safari, though. It doesn't work in Chrome or Firefox, etc. But don't worry about that because you're just taking a small clip from a website. So that's irrelevant, but you have to do it in Safari. Um, 
you can clip information that's static, for example, maybe, you know, a list of, let's say, keyboard shortcuts that you want to refer to. And obviously what it'll do is just take that clip and put it into your dashboard. But what's more interesting, I think, is items that, you know, are changing all the time, um, stock readouts, sports scores, et cetera, et cetera. So what you do when you're in Safari is you go to the file menu and choose Open in Dashboard. And now what you can do is mouse over the sections of the web page and Safari's will take an automatic selection. So it's usually quite smart about snapping to appropriate areas when you hover over them. But if that doesn't get what you need, then you can actually take the selection handles, which comes with the selected area that you've got. Uh, and obviously uh, you can then make it the, the size that you feel is appropriate. Now once you're done, there will be... Well, on my Safari, it was a purple line at the top of Safari. Not at the very top, but at the top of the page. And in the top right-hand corner, uh, it just says Add. So you click on Add, and then once you're done, you open up Dashboard, and you'll see the clipping, uh, which should update automatically in your Dashboard. And I did this earlier today to follow some football scores. Because I didn't want a web page open running all the time, I just did this very quickly, put it into Dashboard, occasionally went into Dashboard and had a look at the updated scores. Now, I must admit, I did have to press, uh, I basically clicked on the area when I was in Dashboard and then, then pressed Command-R, but it does a swirly thing and refreshes the score in the page. And it was superb, absolutely superb. And I think that's a, a cracking little tip for Dashboard. Yeah, I just... Even I just did it. Loading clip. Brilliant. And there it is. There Amazing. it is. And, it, and it'll obviously update periodically. Nice and quick uh, and assuming, easy. Assuming that there's something to update. Absolutely. Of course, <laughs> it's no good if you highlight a uh, page of text, which is never going to change. <laughs> then what's the point? <laughs> Correct. <laughs> but, uh, okay. I, I thought that was quite – I enjoyed that. Uh, oh, when I when I came across that, I enjoyed that. So uh, I no, thought I could pass that on. There must be much more to this tip, though. Must there? No. Hit it. That's the end of Gaz's tips. That's the end of Gaz's tips. That's the end of Gaz's tips. Okay, is that the uh, the end of the tip? Will you let me finish? Gaz's tips. And there he goes. <laughs> The one I okay, was really well. looking for, but I kind of messed up, was this. Yeah. I'm trying to think, but nothing happens. <laughs> I, I actually wanted to use that while you were describing the process. I was kind of hoping you were going to say, well, well, Guy, did you understand that? Have you been following along? And then I was going to hit. I'm trying to think, but nothing happens. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. I'm trying to think, but nothing happens. That is I'm going to use that in work tomorrow. Oh. <sighs> I made up, uh, we make up uh, names of animals. We did for the kids when they were young. And um, I used one at work the other day and, and I got some weird looks. I really did get some weird. It, it's what things was like, the animal? Well, an anti-camelope. <laughs> an an anti-cantaloupe? An anti-camelope. Camelope. Yeah. <laughs> what an is that? An anti-camelope. Well, it doesn't matter, does it? It's an anti-camelope. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Tigeriferif. <laughs> you know, things like that. <laughs> <laughs> Half a lump and woozles. Yeah, well, yeah, but well, now come on, yeah, could be real animals. Anyway, did you did you have a mix? Did you have a mix? Did you have a pick? <laughs> I do have a pick. I do What's have a called? mix, and it's and it's called Pickster. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> no, it's not. Uh, it's it's uh, Mixler uh, by Mixler dot com. If you're a podcaster, this is a great free service. Uh, it's got some paid add-ons for creating live podcasts that people can listen to and contribute to include a, uh, a chat room if, if you're looking at it via their service. Now, I think there's a way to embed whatever it is you're doing from their service as far as audio goes onto your site as well as the chat room, but I'm guessing that's in some of the paid add-ons. The app itself is M-I-X-L-R, and we had trouble finding it earlier, and it's available <laughs> <laughs> on the uh the the mac app store and uh, uh, the description uh, for yeah. this for this product is mixler is a simple way to share live audio online 
broadcast using any source and invite people to listen and chat in real time. And Gaz, some of the key features are broadcast live using any audio source. Create a playlist quickly and easily using the any local audio files. Broadcast your voice using a built-in or external microphone. Control up to three audio channels and mix between them. Chat and engage with your listeners in real time. Embed your live broadcast in your website or blog, like I was saying earlier, but don't know how to do. <laughs> Invite friends to listen by sharing. I'm trying to think, but nothing happens. <laughs> by sharing the live stream on your social networks. Save your broadcast for listeners to playback on demand. Export your saved broadcast to SoundCloud, Dropbox, Mixcloud, and Audio Boo. Audio Boo. Yeah, and that's, I think, that's yeah, good. We, so we have you tried of, this, or are you just thinking? Yeah, I, actually, I did. If you go over, you know, I should put a link. To, it's basically, it's almost all silence, because I, <laughs> I hooked up the microphone. And then I hooked up soundboard. You numbskull. I am a numbskull. And I didn't realize that it was actually, because, I mean, there's, if you want to just try it out, they have like this test mode right. where it's not actually saving the audio. But I, I didn't hit that at first. So it was basically me sitting there trying to figure out how to add uh, soundboard to it and then a couple of soundboard clips. I mean, it's, it's like a minute, 20 seconds of of utter and complete crap so i don't really recommend going to going to uh download it but if you're really really you know you can't get enough of your guy fix you can go over to mixler.com look up guy searle and i'm sure it'll be there good right you're looking right now aren't you no i'm not okay good (laughs) um my pick is a bit of a lazy pick, but it's one that actually two of us chose on last week's uh, episode of For Mac Eyes Only, which I was on with uh, Eric and, of course, Mike, Mike Potter, who uh, yeah. basically runs For Mac Eyes Only. Um, and it's every year he does what he calls the essential apps, which is, you know, we, we make some choices of apps that we feel any new user of um, a Macintosh could really use to help enhance their Mac experience. And two of us chose PopClip. Uh, So I'm going to mention it again here. Uh, PopClip comes from uh, Pilot Moon Software. Uh, PopClip appears when you select text with your mouse on your Mac, instantly access context-specific actions, including copy and paste, plus extensions like Send to Evernote, for example. Uh, you can try it free from their website, or you buy it on the Mac App Store for $4.99 in the US, £2.99 in GB, or €4.49 in Europe. And PopClip, I, the reason I picked it is because I... I've forgotten how much I use it now. It's almost become part of what I deem to be the um, operating system, but of course it's not. Cool. Yeah, I've actually never used this. Used this You've part. never used PopClip. Uh, well, no. give it a go over to Pop to uh, PopClip for Mac and uh, give it a try. It's it. What's what's really good are the um, the extras. Uh, the extensions that you can that you can put onto them. Uh, for oh, example, yeah. the, the send to Evernote would be fantastic. I mean, there's there's like a, a character count or a word count, so you can put that in, you know, and it just it'll it comes up and says count, you know, what you've selected or the page and stuff like that. There are so many. There are you know probably a couple of hundred possibly uh, extensions that you can put on. The only problem with that, of course, is you don't want to put lots and lots on. Um, well, you because, won't be able to find the one you want. Yeah, and it'll get in your way. But, you know, I've I've got one where, you know, I've got the, the basic ones, but I've got a dictionary in there as well and, and just a couple of others. So, uh, But I find it really useful. And as I say, it's become really part of my day-to-day experience. I will have to check that out. Good. And we've got a people's pick. Wee! Well, where is no, it? Not really. It's not there because uh. there isn't one. Oh, you got me all excited then. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's like when I tell you that there's a uh, there's a uh, a Skype uh, audio call. Yeah, I get all. Yeah, we we have one this week too, by the way. Yeah, right. 
We don't. You're right. We really don't. <laughs> uh, we also you're don't have a, a Facebook. Well, we actually, I almost said, I almost said, guy, guy, you're such yeah. a fibberuka. You are. I am. I am. And we have a Facebook page, and it's probably still do a quick check. Do a quick check here, and uh, yeah, it's still 139 likes. Nobody yeah, seems right. to care. All right. All right. Okay. Now, yep. if people were wanted to send us a uh, an app pick, or if people wanted to contact us, or if people wanted to contact us about our second section this week, how would they do so? Oh, they really can't. They can't. Oh well. No. Yeah. That's a shame. <laughs> Actually, they they can't even listen to this podcast. No, oh, because it's, you know. podcasting is a state of mind. It's a state well, in our it, mind. Sorry, in in most cases, it's a state of mind, with the exception of the MyMac.com podcast. If they wanted to contact uh, me for iTunes because they did an iTunes review or they want to talk about the second section or all the other things, they can do so with the email software that is not rented of their choice. And they would send that to guy at MyMac.com or – they can contact me over on that 140 character madness known as Twitter, twitter.com forward slash Mac parrot. How, how would they get a hold of you guys? They come. Oh, damn. <laughs> you sure? Okay. Yes, they can. I was oh. fibbing. I oh, was fibbing. oh, I'm the, I, I'm the fibberoony, huh? Oh, I was animal. just messing with your mind. That's all I was doing. Um, <laughs> how hard is that? Well, not that hard. Um, basically, all you have to do is send an email to uh, gaz at mymac.com. Or did you hear me rush then? Did you hear yeah. the buzzing? The, uh, I had I to did. suddenly reach over and grab my phone, move it across because I could hear the buzzing it was doing. So sorry about that, folks. Um, yeah, gaz at mymac.com or on the Twitters, twitter.com forward slash gazmaz, G-A-Z-M-A-Z. <laughs> Also contact both Guy and myself on a double uh, Twitter home, which has been a little bit quiet last week because I think Guy Guy and myself have been a little bit busy. But it is um, twitter.com forward slash Guy and Gaz, G-U-Y-A-N-D-G-A-Z. You can also send email to feedback at mymac.com. And there is another way you can contact us. There is. Oh, and let me do it. it. It's our Skype telephone number, and I have to lean back because I have to shout it. The numbers are so okay. Big. Okay. One outside of the U.S. Area code seven zero three four three six nine five zero one. What was that? How was that? Oh, seven zero three four three six nine five zero one. That's fine. You're so good. <laughs> I'm so yeah. I'm so professional. And we would like to thank our sponsor, which is uh, Otherworld Computing. Go to MaxSales.com or call them at 1-800-275-4576. And I would like to thank every single person who downloads this show. We're, we're, we're just, we're stunned at the number of people that download this. Really, we're, we are. We are. I'm, I'm it stuns stunned. us. I'm, I'm stunned that anybody downloads it, downloads it. <laughs> Well, you know what? I figure it's because um, that we're good enough, oh, smart enough. I wasn't paying attention. <laughs> no, you weren't. And doggone it, people like us. Conan or Kunan, the Sultan, das Gas and Guy wissen, was sie do zu tun anstatt jeder. Washa alata es wir kunund. Kuntun, Kuntun, aber ich deck. Die meisten Menschen wissen es besser. Besser, besser. And we're not talking about Joe Besser, who took over for... And... Thanks for downloading this podcast. You can also find other great podcasts on the Stoplight Network, like the Tech Fan Podcast, Three Geeky Ladies, Not Another Mac Podcast, the Mac Specialist Podcast, Geekiest Show Ever, the TeacherCast Podcast, the Apple Junkies Podcast, and the all-new App Minute Podcast.
Oh, no, no. Well, she knew about it. I mean, I had, I had mentioned it, but it was one of those kind what, of like, like this. <laughs> no, <laughs> not like this. Running down the street. Right. <laughs> oh, by the way. <laughs> Lock myself in the car. <laughs> <laughs> and then call, drive, yeah. Lock, lock, lock myself. In, lock myself in the car. Drive to some obscure rest stop in Pennsylvania, and then and then call call her on somebody else's cell phone. Can I borrow your cell phone for a second? <laughs> yeah. What? <laughs> God damn! Why can't I? And I can't use any of this now. Well, well maybe I can with a little. You bit might of be able to use snippets, editing. and you know, nobody's yeah. going to know what we're talking about. So. That's true. That's true. It could be some other reason why she, you know, wants to bash me over the head yeah. with a crowbar. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure like, she has what, to hold like, back every day. You know, I what, come like, home from work. Honey, I'm home. Clang. <laughs> she goes, she goes, not again. <laughs> Damn it. I thought I fixed I those brakes. Today would be the day. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad to be home, honey. <laughs> like Uncle Buck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's at the point now where even before I open the door, it's. <laughs> just just to make sure that there's nobody waiting for me on the other side. <laughs> oh. Oh. It's it's now under a dollar a gig. Yeah. I mean if you think back to when you know those first SSD drives came out you were looking at 64 and 128 gig drives for three, $400. Mm. So it won't be, I think, um, well, I mean, it's obvious that spinning, spinning drives will, are, are probably, you know, they're not on their deathbed, but they ain't feeling well. It won't be too much longer when, uh, pretty much everything is, is, you know, SSDs or, or whatever the next step beyond that's going to be. Ooh. Ooh. Ooh, that's lovely thanks for that uh, right, I, was I'm just get, gonna... I was getting near the end of that section it was like I really need to blow my nose <laughs> oh. that's lovely sorry that's uh, so nice I, I had Taco Bell I had Taco you know, Bell earlier there are so, I there swear are some... to god I'm going to lift out of this chair before too much longer there are moments when you know I, I just realise why I do this podcast with you and it's moments like that that <laughs> You know. Really? Right, let me just go get some water. <laughs> go ahead. Ah. Squirrel! Forced air induction. <laughs> the G-Men on the MyMac.com podcast. It's not Susie, it's Suze, you nitwit Brit. Delays, delays. Oh, I know I got some. I had some. Oh, here we go. I'm trying to think, but nothing happens. I'm virtually bursting with that aquatulence. Me feel English? That's impossible. I apologize for that, but I think you'll find this a bit more interesting. And now for something completely different. Go on, carry on playing it. <laughs> what? I said go on, carry on playing it. Right. <coughs> I just finished eating my ginger nut. Your what? My ginger nut. 
What is a ginger nut? <clears throat> it's a is cookie, it a as you. It's a cookie, as you quaintly call them over there. <laughs> oh, a biscuit. Mm-hmm. A biscuit. It's a biscuit. It's a biscuit. Being ginger, I like ginger nuts. <laughs> really? Mm. Really now? Would you like one of my ginger nuts? <laughs> no, I think I'm good. They're really tasty. They're homemade. <laughs> I bet they are. <laughs> hey, bud. Let's party. There seems to be no sign of intelligent life anywhere. Anywhere. There seems to be no sign of intelligent life anywhere. And here he is, that master of misinformation, Mr. Know-it-all. Kind of going back into the back catalog for some of these. Yeah. You're really pissing me off, you know. Why? Oh, because you can't do it. <laughs> Sorry. Stand by for action. <laughs>